Because right now, you know, people don't need a lot of new information. You know, we have access to an overwhelming amount of information. What we really need is someone to help us turn down the noise, filter down, and get down to the choices or the options that really make the most sense for their personal situation. help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Walter Storholt alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the Kansas City metro area, but also serving clients all across the country. You can find us online by going to listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com. Scott brings more than 18 years of experience to the financial planning world. And uh, looking forward to another great conversation with Scott today. Scott, we're going to take a small break today from all the coronavirus talk that's kind of dominated a lot of our previous discussions over the last couple of months. A little bit of a respite from that world. It feels nice to to breathe a little bit differently today. (laughs) It it does. And I thought we would mark this being our first day that we're able to come back in the office as a team. And so we're we're back in the office. We're going to have a limited schedule for the next few weeks as as things unfold here in the the Kansas City metro area. You have to wear uh, your yeah. shoes when you walk around the office now, Scott. How does that feel? I know it's <laughs> it's rough, but I I will I will take one for the team. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, great to have you guys back in action and uh, looking forward to what we've got to talk about today, which is what happens when folks are giving us advice and they have the best of intentions for us, but the advice that they give us isn't the most accurate, the most beneficial, or maybe just plain bad advice. And it's kind of funny because we, you know, doing our advanced planning for the podcast, we kind of map out different subjects and topics that we want to talk about. And we were planning to bring up this conversation before the coronavirus pandemic hit, Scott, but now it makes even more sense and it's even more important for us to discuss this. And you likely seek advice, especially from a financial perspective, from a lot of different sources. And some of those certain sources are going to have good intentions for us, Scott, but often they'll give us bad advice for various reasons. And I want to look at some examples and explore the reasons why on today's show and just really kind of raise a flag of alert of why we want to be cognizant of where we get our information from. So I think this is really, really big. And this first one really resonates with me because I indeed had a lot of family members reaching out over the last couple of weeks and months when everything was going on with the market and with the coronavirus. Family members often turn to other family members for assistance and help. And of course, they're going to have good intentions, right? But why is that advice sometimes not the best from those folks? Well, I think if we take a one quick step back, and you know, we talk about this on the podcast with our clients, is that we want to give our clients the proper framework to make decisions that are based on facts and logic that are truly in their best interest. And so that's a foundational thought process that we we use with all of our clients. And when you're thinking about going to people and asking for advice, especially in in trying times, you know, these have been a very interesting time, especially interesting for me in my career for the last almost 20 years. But, you know, family, especially if you have family members that you perceive to be financially successful, 
maybe because of their career, maybe because of their possessions, you know, where they live, things like that. You know, sometimes we give them credibility or, you know, perceived credibility. And just because someone has more money than you, or at least you think they do, that doesn't necessarily mean that they know what they're talking about when it comes to the financial world. Or even if they do, they may not understand or necessarily understand the details of your situation. But most people I've found have a hard time admitting that they don't know the answer to a question when asked by a loved one. So they'll often end up trying to make themselves sound like an expert when there really aren't. And that can lead to, again, good intentions, but maybe some bad advice that people act on. And, you know, we just want to be, be aware of that possibility. And the other thing is, they may not know all the intricate details of your situation. So you got to be careful of who you're listening to and where you're, what your source of information is. When I had family members asking me whether or not they should sell their entire life savings, at the beginning of the coronavirus or as things were plummeting to the bottom, I think I was smart enough from talking to you all these years, Scott, to be able to say, you know what, I'm not the best person to answer this question. (laughs) (laughs) I think, And that's the right way to do it. But it was hard, I'll admit. It was hard to say that. I wanted to say something and provide guidance and advice. I had to try to say, no, I really shouldn't be the one to answer this question. And I, it's human nature to do that. I was very fortunate early in my career. One of my mentors taught me about this inclination that we have to be able to give an answer, you know, to appear that we have a grasp on everything. And one of the best things that he taught me was you got to take a breath. And if you don't know the answer, he goes, you better tell them that, you know what, I don't know that answer. It's a great question. Let me do some research. And let me, you know, dig around and let me find, see if I can get you the correct answer, because I don't want to give you the wrong answer. And if you've been one of my clients for a long time, I've probably said that to you. If you brought something up that I don't fully have a grasp on or not 100% sure, I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to do my homework. Either I'm going to find the answer or I'm going to call somebody that I know will have the answer. I believe I owe that, our advisors owe that to people to give them correct information And it's about being vulnerable. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. I know a little about a lot of things. I know a lot about the world of, you know, financial planning and retirement planning, just because I've been doing it so long and I'm a student of it. But there's a lot of things I defer to either our CPA network that we deal with, our estate planning attorneys. You know, I'm reaching out to those folks. If there's a detailed question I really want to get a, you know, a for sure answer on, I'm going to reach out to those people and, and make sure I'm giving the right advice. So you're telling me you don't know what Article 7 of Chapter three of, uh, you know, bullet point number two of the IRS code says off the top of your head, you have to go look that up. I do, or I need to know the email address or phone number of our CPA. (laughs) That's even easier. That's right. That's right. But it is so true that we can't expect to uh, know all these things off the top of our head. And what's more important to you, someone that's going to be honest with you and give you that direct guidance and feedback, or someone that's going to try and guess at the right answer. Again, not bad intentions when family members do that. But it can be bad advice if they're kind of shooting from the hip on something they're not really an expert on. Sure, sure. Yeah. And give a little story from my past. I was a young child, or my uh, grandmother, my my mom's mother, 
she wanted my father to come over and look at a van that she was thinking about purchasing at a local car lot. And my dad was a little apprehensive. He said, okay, yeah, I'll go over there, help her out and, uh, you know, check it out, go on a test drive. And my dad's got a, you know, he had a mechanical background, you know, growing up in that time frame. he could work on a car, you know, but he went to the dealership. He drove the car with her, you know, the mechanics had it checked out. She purchased the car and lo and behold, she ended up having just issue after issue with a vehicle. And she kind of never let my dad live that one down. <laughs> so here he was, he, he had the best of intentions. He, at the time he gave her his advice as well. Yeah. If you like it and it checks out, you know, I think you should get it. But there's about a three year period where he kind of paid the price being the uh, son-in-law for giving, <laughs> giving her, giving her the thumbs up. Oh, that's too funny. It's, I was the exact example I was going to go toward. I always call my dad, even to this day, Anytime, you know, one of our cars is doing something weird, I always call dad, hey, what do you think this is? You know, and I, he is not mechanical from a car standpoint at all. I mean, very basic knowledge of cars. But, you know, he finally he got to the point where he was like, I don't know, man. You just got to go take it. (laughs) (laughs) And once it got beyond your usual stuff, and now years later, it's more complicated things I'm always calling about. He's like, I don't know. It could be one of these 7,000 things. You might as well just take it in at this point. Yes. (laughs) It's good stuff. Well, family certainly is a place we turn to often, but it's not the only place that we turn to and seek advice from folks that are in our lives. The next category I think we could address, Scott, would be friends. And certainly some of what we talked in the family category would still apply to our friends as well. But it's a different relationship, and so the dynamics change a little bit too. Sure. Let's be honest. People like to brag to their friends about stuff. Yeah. You know, so when your your fishing buddy has a hot stock tip, you know, or or the guy in the office next year's knows a great mutual fund that you should check out. Uh, just remember that they probably don't have much more exper- expertise than you do. And I'm picking on guys in this example because guys are notorious for golf stories, fishing stories. Uh, women tend to be a little more level-headed <laughs> about their conversations. And so, remember, people primarily like to talk about their successes, and they often forget about their failures. So there's a good chance that the bragger doesn't really hit as many home runs as you think. They're being selective and, you know, picking out wins that they've had, you know, to kind of puff themselves up and make them feel good and probably ignoring a lot of the others. So just just be careful. Again, friends have good intentions, but we have to understand what their limitations might be about their backgrounds and expertise. That's a great point. And again, maybe not as willing to be or not needing to puff that chest out as much with family members, but with friends, that does become part of it. Now, I've added another one here to the list, Scott, CPAs. And I don't mean at all to, uh, I'm not trying at all to speak negatively about CPAs. I know you're going to come to the defense of CPAs here, but I do think it's a good example of another place we seek advice from are financial professionals. But you have to keep in mind, what is that person a professional of? And what, how does it match the advice that you're getting? Well, I think that, first of all, CPAs and tax professionals are extremely important you know, to have on your team. If you're a person that likes to strategically delegate instead of doing it all yourself, I'm one of those people. I could do my taxes, but I prefer to have our CPA handle those for us. Um, but I think it comes down to the advice that someone is used to giving. And so someone you know, approaches you know, CPA, for an example, and they're going to talk to that CPA about an investment option. 
Well, that CPA may or may not have a background in investments. And what happens sometimes is instead of you know, saying, hey, I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that, sometimes they'll really talk about maybe not moving forward with that. Why is that? And sometimes it's because that person doesn't want to be liable for giving bad advice or giving the green light to do something that's maybe not in the client's best interest. So in my opinion, it's totally protective and it comes from the right place of trying to protect you know, the client. But I think sometimes it can derail good planning. And sometimes we have to take a step back and say, hey, is the road that we're on, is that really the right road? And do we maybe need to look at going down a different path? Because I think what you're finding is that the things that have been around for a long, long time, from a planning perspective, let's say, some of those things haven't been true for five years, 10 years. Some of those haven't been true for 20 years. So you got to be careful about you know getting that advice. And I think from a CPA's perspective, you know, and tax professionals, they really have the job of being historians. And let's think about this for a moment. What happens? You get all of your documents, you know, into January, first part of February. And you're probably, if you're like me, I've got envelopes. I have big manila envelopes and I write personal and I write business on them. And we collect all those documents. And then I'm a little anal retentive, so we build spreadsheets to track all those documents. And then I give that data, I give that history over to our tax preparer. And they take that historical data, they plug it into the return, and they tell me what happened. You know, here's the effect of what happened. And if you're working with a tax professional, hopefully that's not a big surprise. Hopefully you know what's coming, coming your way. But again, they, they deal in historical facts. And what I find it's rare is that people do a forward-looking tax review. And so if you think about when was the last time someone sat down with your 1040 and said, do we need to analyze this to see if money's falling through the cracks? Are we missing things? And not because the CPA is doing a bad job. It's just sometimes things don't show up. You know, if you're 63 years old and have $2 million in your IRA and you didn't take any money out of it, guess what? They're not going to have a form that says that. They're not going to be able to sit down and say, hey, you've got $2 million in this IRA. When you're 72, do you understand what the required minimum distribution is going to be? Do you know what the tax effect that required minimum distribution is going to be on your pension or your Social Security or your dividend income? And so a lot of times, those just aren't conversations that come up. And again, it doesn't make those folks bad. It just means that that's not their focus. And so good planning is looking forward to see, are there landmines that we need to avoid? Are there windows of opportunity that we need to open and take advantage of? You know, so again, CPAs are extremely important, especially good ones. The CPAs that we work with routinely are on the same wavelength of, uh, as us, meaning we want to look forward. Uh, we want to take advantage of the tax situation, which is, you know, taxes are on sale between now and 2026. And the idea that, you know, we're, we're stacking on quite a bit of debt to our, you know, national debt, especially with this, uh, these stimulus packages that are coming out. And that thinks that, you know, we think that the tax rates are probably going to be higher in the future. And so again, have a good team around you, have a good CPA or tax repair if, if you need one, and just make sure they're all on the same page and working for your best interest. 
It's such an important discussion to have, making sure that you have taxes addressed and taken care of in your financial plan. And sometimes the advice goes way beyond what a CPA can provide you and is designed to provide you. And so many people overlook that fact. So that's why sometimes they give great intentions to help us, obviously. But you might be getting bad advice if your situation is maybe more complex or advanced than that CPA is designed to handle or advise you on. So another reason to keep that in perspective. Last but not least, Scott, and we're going to throw ourselves into this last one, financial experts in the media, another source of best intentions, but maybe an area where we also get bad advice. And out of all the ones we've discussed, this may be the only one where the intentions may not be as pure as the others. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Uh, And you're right. We're, We're out here. This podcast is an example of, you know, putting out information and I'm putting it out in a way mostly to our current clients. And there's some prospective families that listen to our show. But I want to arm you with information that helps you make better decisions. You know, better decisions that are based on facts and logic, not emotion, not fear, not misconceptions. Because that seems to be the currency, you know, from a media and a lot of financial, quote, experts that are out there. And I want to take a step back and give you give you a way to determine you know, which side of the fence you know, those professionals are on or what's their motivation. As you do have a lot of licensed professionals that are out there, and this comes in a couple of forms. Uh, if you turn on the radio on the weekends, there's going to be radio shows, a lot of financial radio shows, and you may tune in at 10 a.m., and I, this is hypothetical, and the gentleman or the the woman that is talking, you know, on that show is saying the only way – to have a retirement income and to do the things you want to do is you've got to put it all in the stock market. The stock market is the only way to go. So that is their belief system that you should never, ever do anything outside of that. You know, shouldn't have money at the banks, shouldn't have money at insurance companies, you know, shouldn't have real estate. You should just be all pro market. And then you may a couple hours later turn on the radio and that person that's talking on that show says you would be crazy if you had any money in the market and you should have a majority of your funds safe and away from risk and because they're very conservative and they may have a license to talk about insurance products only and maybe just annuities. And there's some of those out there Again, doesn't make them bad people, but that is their belief. And they have built a business on putting out their belief in their process. And that's attractive to some people. But ironically, if we come from a fiduciary standpoint, fiduciary means doing what's in the best interest of the client, regardless of the remuneration for the advisor. So it's giving them the best available recommendations and information to improve their situation. Well, if you're saying one way is the only way, does that sound odd? If you're throwing rocks at the person across town saying, how could you ever believe that? That's crazy. You should only believe this. Well, I think that like most things, the truth lands somewhere in the middle. And that's why all of our team members, all of our advisors have dual license. They can talk about all the investments in the market. They can talk about all the safe, you know, insurance type products, like in certain types of annuities. Again, they're just tools to get the job done. And some people, we build plants, it's all in the market. Some people, we build plans and they really like guarantees. We have more protected products. A lot of clients are somewhere in the middle. So the point is, 
you need to be able to survey the advisor you work with needs to be able to survey the entire situation and talk authoritatively about the different options that are out there. Because right now, you know, people don't need a lot of new information. You know, we have access to an overwhelming amount of information. What we really need is someone to help us turn down the noise, filter down and get down to the choices or the options that really make the most sense for their personal situation whatever that may be. And so always make sure where is that person coming from? What's their motivation? How are they compensated to do that? And not saying it's good or bad, it's just you should know that of why you're getting a certain recommendation. And you've probably heard this on the show before, but I said one of the greatest questions you can ask when someone's giving you an idea or somewhere to place your hard-earned retirement dollars, just ask them this question. What process did you use to arrive at this recommendation? What was it? Is it you went through a thorough examination of all the facets of my retirement and you narrowed it down to these recommendations? Or is this the only recommendation that you give? Does everybody get this recommendation? Do you have a stack of shiny brochures for this one product that you know solves all problems? That goes on a lot out there. You know They've got one thing. And they're trying to go out there in the world and say, this thing is the best thing for you. You should get it rather than looking at the situation, putting a plan together and determining what strategies, what investments, what information do we need to put together a solid plan. And so that's my soapbox there. The last soapbox is separating experts from entertainers. You've got a lot of folks out there on TV, radio, and printed publications that give a lot of information about what to do with your retirement, your finances, your life. And a vast majority of them don't have any licenses. They don't have any credentials. And what that does is let them say just about anything and really have no liability for it because you know, there's no governing body watching over them. So if somebody's on the radio spouting things off and has no licenses, they're just viewed as an entertainer or giving information, you know, general information. So just be careful of who you're listening to, what their motivation is, and really what is their level of expertise that they're providing, because this is serious business. This is the business of your life savings. And most of you are in a situation where you've worked very hard, you've made sacrifices, you've saved money because you want that money to take care of you in retirement. You want to do the things that you want to do in retirement and money is the fuel that lets you do that. So this is a very serious situation when we're trying to figure out how do we structure our life savings so it lasts as long as we do. And so, again, be careful of who you listen to. Make sure they've got your best interest at heart, which I fully hope that most people do, most professionals. And just make sure that everything that's being recommended to you went through a thorough process and all the pluses and minuses are explained to you so you can move forward confidently and not look back with regrets. It's an amazing breakdown, Scott. And uh, what really resonates with me is that image of making a major life decision with your life savings 
based off recommendations or uh, thoughts from someone who's mostly just doing it for entertainment purposes. And it's like when you really kind of paint it in that light, kind of makes you do a double take. And unfortunately, that happens all the time. So it's something that we've got to guard against. Remember, not only your perspective, but the perspective of the person giving you advice. That's the point of today's show, helping you remind you of where that exists all in different phases of life. If you want to uh, talk to Scott about your financial plan, about retirement, how you can best put together a plan to not only achieve your retirement goals, but how to make sure that you can stay retired and think about legacy planning and the next phase as well. All of that is encompassed in Scott's plan. So if you want to meet with him, you can have a conversation over the phone to get things started. 913-393-4724 is the number. That's 913-393-4724. Or you can go online to listen to scott.com and reach out to us via the website as well listen to scott.com your other place to go scott thanks for all the help on the show today enjoyed the conversation with you and we'll do it again next time looking forward to it walter all right thanks a lot that's scott dugan i'm walter storholt you've been listening to your retirement elevated Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.